No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Summer tours get ready to start for Dead and Company and Fish and Billy Strings and Goose is doing their thing out there. And if you're headed to a venue that you've never been before, you want to know what's going on at that said venue, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You want to be prepared. So the first thing you should do is go to VenueLama.com, right? Okay. Right. And when I go to VenueLama.com, what's going to happen? You are going to find an online resource that provides live music fans the insider venue info they never knew they needed. Well that they actually do need and that they probably wanted and now they have somewhere to go to get it. A place where fans can quickly rate venues and share various tips and intel about those venues. VenueLama.com launches in late spring, but they're currently doing a sneak peek for No Simple Road listeners. Head over to VenueLama.com forward slash NSR and sign up for your free Llama account. Start rating and sharing your venue insider info today. And Hey, if you go over there and you sign up before, I think it's July 5th. No, it's July 4th. All llamas who submit a video venue review by the 4th of July will be eligible to win concert tickets and venue llama gear. Okay. So Mel knows the scoop. Aaron doesn't. And you are going to know the scoop about the venues. So if you want to know what the security's like, or if you want to know what parking is like, where to eat around there, what hotels are good, what's the sound like, where do I sit? All these things and more are answered over at VenueLama.com. And then also check out their Instagram at VenueLama.com and their YouTube channel. There's all kinds of cool things happening. VenueLama. You could wait and go get merch in the lot from, you know, Joe Wook or whatever. And, and then Sometimes those are the dopest. It's true. But in this case, they are not. If you want to check out the online lots, dopest shit. Go over to shoptourbus.com and check out the amazing designs. They are Grateful Dead songs told in the form of pictures. You are not going to find anything like this on the lot or anywhere else, only at shoptourbus.com. Like currently they have the bus came by and I got on with the old school VW bus with the tricolor van and the little bolt on the middle. It's adorable. And all kinds of stickers. 
hoodies. All their designs are amazing. What Apple? What are it, you going to say? The, the one that Mel just said, they have a new restock of the other one and wheel tie-dyes that look, just look awesome, and they're ready to ship in time for Mother's Day. These are, these are going to come in an all-over print box with all kinds of extras on the inside. Some of you are even going to get a Grateful Dead miracle bootleg, bootleg, bootleg. On the inside of your order. You can't get one if you don't order it, so hey, check it out. Go to shoptourbus.com and put in the promo code no simple road. All one word when you check out and you are going to get free shipping from our family over at Shop Tour Bus. Support the family. I'm hungry. Uh-huh. Are you hungry? I'm I am hungry. hungry. Well, I got a very good recommendation for you. What? If you are in the Portland area or the Denver area, you should go check out Fire on the Mountain. Fuego on the they specialize in check chicken wings, but they don't stop there. There's so many goodies to eat at these places. And each month, they launch new sauces at each location and specials. So it's a lot to get into to tell you all these specials and sauces. So what you should do is go over to at FOTMPDX or to their website at PortlandWings.com. That's mm-hmm. right. And uh, the Denver one. At FOTM Denver. Yes, at FOTM Denver. And check out all the things they have going on. I'll just tell you one of the new ones. Their desserts are amazing. They have deep fried Chips Ahoy cookies oh is one God. of the things they've added this month. Seriously, man. All right. Yeah, that's the thing. And like Apple said, go to PortlandWings.com. When you go there, if you're not in Portland or Denver, you can grab yourself a couple of bottles of their sauces. You can get yourself some of their merch. You know what? This is the Grateful Dead family putting love and intention into everything they do. And this food is fucking amazing, you guys. So go check it out. Fire on the mountain. And you know what? They're hooking it up and cooking it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. <laughs> Bam. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. 
Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. See what happens. We're always ready. We're highly trained yeah. professionals. Oh, yeah. Look at this go. We know this. Are you ready now? Yep. How about now? Oh, now mm-hmm. I'm ready. Hey, now, No Simple Road family. This is Aaron. <laughs> yes, yeah, you weren't ready. And this is Apple. <laughs> and this is Mel. This is Darwin. Uh, we are back, everybody. We are in one piece. It feels like we haven't been in the studio in like a year, personally. But to them, they're getting something every week, so it doesn't they feel don't like know. they don't know. They don't be knowing that we <laughs> put that stuff up. To mm-hmm. Yeah, put what, out what really? happens, mm-hmm. and also to all the listeners, will uh, know that listen to the weekly rewind. I was uh, again <laughs> stuck. I was absent this week, so Aaron and Mel had to go on without me. I am home safely now after a day and a half of stuff and renting a rental car and driving eleven hours and forty five minutes straight from Fresno to home. Because oh, there's no place like home, yeah. and it was a nice drive. I enjoyed it. What'd you listen to, dude? <laughs> you asked me that uh-huh. i i drive aaron crazy by not like having satellite radio and stuff and i had a rental car 11 that, hours listening to the regular radio i i listen through the central california all the way up to about northern california i just tuned into radio stations oh God, I would go insane. And, and I, I love that stuff though like i've said i was listening to mostly classic rock and stuff like that and then past reading then you start getting spotty with stuff and I had no phone charger with me for my phone. There I would have stopped at a gas station a, and bought a charger. Which I could have done, but I'm, I don't know. I'm st- stupid, stubborn You're about You're definitely not things. stupid or stubborn. I, I would not have done that. I, yeah, I would have done the exact fine. same thing as you. I, I like to drive silently. I, wait, I did that too. <laughs> I drove silently when I started getting into the trees and stuff and just cracked the windows and enjoyed the coolness because then it got beautiful weather. And then once I got pa- past Mount Shasta, I knew I was in Oregon and I had about a half a charge, and I linked up my Bluetooth and listened to some cats. Well, to I, several things. I have a suggestion for you and for everybody that's listening to the show right now. You know that um, No Simple Road is part of Osiris Media, and there's some really amazing podcasts on Osiris that Apple could have been listening to his whole drive, but he wasn't stopping at a charger. But I want to point <laughs> out one that is from our friend Chris Pandolfi. If you guys don't know about Inside the Musician's Brain yet, you need to know about this podcast. It's Chris Pandolfi is the banjo player from the infamous String Dusters, and he is, Love you, Chris. He is um, interviewing other musicians from all over the musical universe. He's got like Rachel Price from Lake Street Dive, Sam Bush, Lindsay Liu, 
Chris Funk, the Decemberist. The new one he has out now is um, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger. Uh, and this is like a musician interviewing other musicians. So you're getting a really... In, Chris is already well, like... Well, the title um, is appropriate, Inside the Musician's Brain. That's yeah. where he gets. Chris is already Yoda. So yeah. <laughs> you're getting Yoda interviewing other musicians and it's pretty in, intense. He's he's amazing at what he does and we just wanted to give him a shout out and Apple and he, could have been listening he, to Inside the Musician's Brain on his drive. Yeah, and I should have been. <laughs> I, w- I was dealing with other things but Chris had some of the earlier episodes. He had Goose on early on. He had a, a two-parter with O'Teal Burbridge. And he's done several things with Paul Hoffman and Green Sky Bluegrass. And, of course, his band, the infamous String Dusters, which I, I think he knows those guys. He might it's know. easy for him yeah. to get them on the show. So, yeah, you guys you guys should go check out Inside the Musician's Brain, part of the Osiris family, and we love our brother Chris. And also, if you love banjo, I cannot recommend this enough. You need to go listen to <laughs> yes. his trance banjo. Trance banjo. That's yeah. one of our favorite late night back so amazing. when we've come back from a show and... The world is still vibrating, and we're out on the porch, and we put on trans banjo and hang out. That's some good stuff. Thank you for your music. Yeah. Thank you for your podcast, Chris. So, speaking of amazing musicians, this week's guest on No Simple Road, let's hear it for... Jake from Eggy. Yeah. Eggy. Yeah, Jake. Um, this one was fun, too. This got a little emotional, too. We had... Yeah. We had so fun. Honor and distinct pleasure of hosting Eggy when they were here playing at Star Theater. They stayed with us. And so this is an actual, like, Jake was in the No Simple Road studio. Yeah, and we interview. um, interviewed Jake on his own because we had had um, Donnie. Donnie on the, you know, on the call. or on, Was it on the call? Well, we had Donnie on a call. Yeah, on a call. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we wanted to highlight Jake. And, my gosh, it was so emotional and, like, in such a good way that, he's a great learner and that's what I got out of that. I, that he allows himself to pick up and learn new things without too much uh, thought that it can or can't happen. It's just driving. And it's, it's a a driving to me after meeting them that like, it's a weird juxtaposition that the front man of the band basically is seemed shy when we first met them. You know what I mean? He seemed quiet and kind of like, Hanging back, watching everything. But then yeah. meeting him, it under it made me understand his oh, yeah, personality. 100%. Yeah. And after it, interviewing him too. I'd say after interviewing him too, because you can see by getting to know Jake, you see the wheels are always yes. turning. There's always got a beautiful mind and he's figuring these things out. And when he speaks, it comes through oh, yeah. very and well. I love how he um, mentioned his partner um, and how solid that she is for him and how she holds it down when he's gone and... The sacrifices that she's had to make to, you know, make the life that they want come true. And it's just really beautiful to hear how he spoke about that and what's important to him. And it was great getting to know you, Jake. Yeah, man. Thanks for hanging out with us and thanks for staying with us, Eggy. And you know what? I I saw a post today that they're damn it. Doing something? Yeah, they're they're going to a festival here, this one. It's All In Music and Arts Festival, September 9th and 10th. And the, the lineup is crazy. Like, Tab, J-Rad, Umphreys, Corey Wong, Trombone Shorty, Green Sky, Andy Frasco, Main Squeeze, and then Neighbor Eggy, Karina Reichman, and High Rider. And they're Damn. also going to be on 2024 Jam Cruise. 
Oh, really? Yeah, they oh, have that shit. announced, too. Oh. Yeah, they, yeah that, the whole lineup just got announced. And that, that's what I was going to say. If you go to com, they have their dates up starting today, May 4th, all the way through September. And they are hitting a lot of festivals, a lot of venues all around the country. So if you want to catch these guys, go to their site, check it out, and see where they're coming near you. If you're a, a No Simple Road listener and you've follow us on instagram you most likely know who eggy is already but if you don't there's a reason that they're on a bill like the festival that i just mentioned they're amazing and this is a this is a super talented group of guys man that like if you have the opportunity to catch them coming through town please don't stay home that night go go to the show i promise you will be richly rewarded with something amazing oh yeah and if you missed their show when they when they came and stayed with us they were playing here at star theater if you missed that people up here in oregon in september september 22nd through 24th they will be playing the cascade equinox festival in redmond oregon wow Mm, i i I don't know anyway i want to go to that i really do um hey i realized something today mel Mm-hmm. We uh, teased something in the weekly rewind, and we never talked about it. It's a long tease. <laughs> we were we were like, yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute, and then we just went off on a tangent and ended it. It's like a tantrum. Well, tease. you know, that was last week. This is this week. Well, I would like to <laughs> tease announce no longer. You, you know what? I'm gonna let you do the honors. Announce our announcement to the announcement. Well, peoples. our announcement last week that we teased, that we paused, and waited till this week to tell you is. Um, no simple road, um, is going to be having a live podcast at Ophelia's in Denver, Colorado, Dick's weekend on the Wednesday before it starts. It's so it's September 30th. Is so the it's day. Thursday, Friday, Saturday of, um, the Dick's run, right? Nope. What, what days are it? It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's four well, days. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> we are going to be there um, in Denver the Wednesday before that it all pops off. August 30th. August 30th and are going to be there to freaking podcast with our wonderful friend and therapy client, <laughs> Andy Frasco. Actually, we're all each other's therapy clients. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, man. So we really are. Double bill live podcast, No Simple Road and Andy Frasco. At Ophelia's Electric Soapbox in Denver, Colorado on August, August the 30th. 30th. And, uh, you know, more to be announced there. I, I am already so excited that I finally get to eat some edible beets. <laughs> That's right. <food. laughs> you know me, I am stage, the foodie. Like, yeah, I am, <laughs> I am equally as excited to eat edible beets food as I am to do the first ever live No Simple Road podcast in a venue. Yes. We have never done that before. I'm stoked. This is going to be so, I can't even imagine what's going to happen with us and Frasco. We may have special guests. We may have special musical guests. We don't know yet. We We haven't, we're in the process of creating this really cool event right before Dick's weekend. So just want to throw that out there. If you live in Denver, mark your calendar. If you are flying into Dick's weekend, Flying a day, early. A day yeah. early. That's right. Get there in the afternoon. Get all settled, and then head on over to Ophelia's and come hang out with us and eat some delectable food. Listen to some intense, awesome, fun conversation, and have a cool night before 
a fish pops off at the end of the oh uh, summer tour. And we're going to get to take Frasco to a fish concert. That's right. <laughs> Did you say he's never been? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I don't. That, I don't think so. Why, why do you not think so? I think we talked about it. And I think he said he hadn't been. Pretty sure. We'll find out. If yeah, not, we'll find out. Well, no matter what, it's going to be special. But there is something about taking somebody to their first fish show. Well, that and is he, so exciting. He's to never. Watch. It would be his first fish show with us. Anyway. Yeah, no matter what. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, let's so yeah, there, uh, how do you guys like that out there? Yeah, that that was the announcement. How you like me now? Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we all just like <laughs> guys. That's cool and fun and great, guys. It's our own promoted event. Like we created it we decided it we wanted to do something and you every know, year we're leveling up little we're, more, we're trying little you know more. little training wheels taking them off this year ah uh, feels good feels good to, to ride does. my own bicycle you know, it's kind of like wobbly in the back yeah, wheel still but wah, wah, wah. well well and then <laughs> definitely i think we should throw that out there too thank you to justin coochie and to edible beats for this collaboration yes. that we do together yeah. otherwise yes. this would not be happening no, this would it be would happening. not be so happening. awesome you know it's so weird i was thinking about it the other day all of this stuff that's happening right now with all that is came together because of a we're on an email list from a publicist. That's how all of it began. I got it random. I'm e- sure and a lot I was of like, things. Should we have this chef on the show, Mel? And you were like, yeah, why Heck not? Yeah. 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 I think if you want to be on the show and you've got something awesome to say, yeah, let's freaking have you on. Yeah. Our audience deserves to know cool stuff. Speaking of cool stuff, let's get him to the interview. Let's do the business. The business. Get him going. All right. You ready? Yeah. Follow No Simple Road on the social medias at (gasps) No Simple Road, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok point five because Apple doesn't usually do anything with it anymore. But whatever, we'll get into. Yeah, that I was gonna. Well, let me throw that out there real quick. A lot of people have seen their friend. I opened my Instagram account to not being private anymore because I had like four hundred and something requests. I have not posted since June 2019 when we went and saw Andy Frasco. Mm, so shout out Andy Frasco. I just really Instagram is much more relevant in everything nowadays. Mm. And anyway, anyhow, that's open. More to come. Yeah. So that's the social media stuff. No simple road. You get the picture. You know where to go. That's you know also our, our website www.nosimpleroad.com, where you can find out all the fun stuff, which Aaron's going to put up shortly. Is our Ophelia date? All mm-hmm. the dates. If you want to come hang out with us at a concert or a festival or the Oregon Country Fair, that's all there. Then you want to be like. Well, if I'm going to go to the fair, I want to wear my No Simple Road friggin' merch. So you can go on our merch tab, click your cute little medium t-shirt, and then have it sent <laughs> to your door. Yeah. And then you go like, you know what? I've never had a tarot reading. I've always been interested. I like Mel and Aaron's vibe. I'm going to buy a tarot reading like our last people did this week. I don't like to mention names because leave them alone. Mm-hmm. But we hey, had an amazing time. We have a tarot reading booked for tomorrow night for... Um, Matthew from Perpetual Groove. What? Yeah. So be like Matthew. What does he want us to know? It's fine. Okay. Sorry, Matthew, if you don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but out. also, okay, so we did that. And then there is another thing that's rad, which is Apple Podcasts. You can hit a five star on there if you love the show. And then to go even further, you'll be like, you know what? I'm going to leave a couple little sentences about how cool the show is or about how awesome that interview was with such and such. And we don't have any new reviews this week, but no, it would be really wonderful if by next week, since it's the beginning of May, 
that we had a new review. So if yeah. you're hearing me right now and you're getting like a tingle in your solar yeah, plexus you're area, to feel all hot in your cheeks. That's me talking to you <laughs> through the magic of the internet and all of the electronic devices that are in concert right now, bringing my voice to your ears, making your solar plexus feel like that because you're the one that's supposed to leave the review this week. That's the way that works. I'm talking to you. And right? that's then that's my air quote birthday month request. Like, please. May, May is open now. It is. We are recording this on May 4th and may the 4th be with you. May the 4th oh. <laughs> be with you. Uh, come on. That's what I'm asking for my birthday from, from listeners. I'm is, asking for Apple's is birthday you, is Patreon. Oh, that too. And, and, and Patreon also. Yeah. I asked for Patreon subscribers. I asked for <laughs> Apple podcast reviews. I also asked to blow up that tepid line. What? 971-808-1524. That number again is 971-808-1524. That is where you can call in and do whatever the hell you want. It is open mic night here on No Simple Road at the tepid line. Call in, give us a show review, say hi, give us a recipe, tell us a story, you know, a joke, whatever. You get the idea. 971-808-1524. But hey, let me go back to the Patreon thing. If you sign up on Patreon right now for a dollar, right? You are going to get a joke of the day. You are going to get... <laughs> Is it a day or the week? Of the week. I'm sorry. Joke of the week. You are going to get all kinds of questions and polls and interaction with your fellow No Simple Road community members. You are going to get every episode of No Simple Road ad-free and early Okay, boom, check that out. If you sign up for five bucks a month, you're going to get uh, access into the inner sanctum, the sanctum sanctorum of No Simple Road, which is our Discord server where you can hang out with the other No Simple Road family members. And um, um, also, I thing. was just listening to our um, side road episode. He um, is working hard. He's working really hard. I haven't even caught up. There's like three episodes I have not listened to, but the one I was listening to today was with Quinn Tough from Tough Guitars on Instagram. And it was a great interview. I say go listen to it. If you're a Patreon and you haven't listened to it, listen to it. And if you are not Patreon and you want to hear it, sign up. So At least a buck. And that's if, it. If you don't know what Side Roads is, our producer Corey is producing... Um, a secondary podcast that is up only for our Patreon subscribers. And it is Corey, producer Corey, and one of us, uh, we're, we're switching up the duties, interviewing musicians, different um, Instagram celebrities, YouTube people. Simon is had his side road, so there's an interview with Simon up there. We've got uh, No Simple Road family members that have been interviewed for side road, so if you want to dig deeper into the world of No Simple Road, the way to do it is to go to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road and sign up. There's all kind of benefits over there. And uh, yeah, give Apple what he asked for for his birthday because when he doesn't get what he wants, it's freaking sad. Then Jimmy Mike comes oh, out. Oh, God, please. Nobody no. likes that. Nobody wants Jimmy oh. Mike, dude. Please. <laughs> um, so I think we're done with the business. Yeah, that, that was all the business, all the things you can do to support us. And I feel get- like we forgot something, but. Okay. If we do, we, we'll, if we did, we'll have to get it next yeah. week. And in the meantime, like I said before, if Eggy comes through your town, don't be like, yeah, my, don't you sleep know, I'm on just it. Stay home tonight because I'm a little tired. Don't do that. Go see Eggy, and when you get home, you'll be like, damn, that was a good idea to go like, do. Damn, that. I'm glad I went. Mm-hmm. 
And right. uh, I think you're really going to dig this interview. And the one thing in the business that, that, you, that you may have left out is that w- what we ask you to do that doesn't cost a thing is opening your mouth and telling somebody you love or even somebody you don't like because maybe they need us in their life even more than the people you like. Right. So tell people. <laughs> okay. That's the best way. Word of mouth. There it is. So let's do this. You guys ready? Yeah. We're ready. All right. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Jake, Jake from, from Eggy. Eggy. Catch 
did he sat right there from one jb to another yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> what's up jake what's going on man how's it going it's going um <laughs> so i didn't ask you this yesterday when you guys got here is this your first time in portland yeah wow okay um, yeah. and not just playing but just uh period period yeah what Dang. do you think from what i've seen it's been good so far dave's hot chicken and nike 
I like both those things. <laughs> I like both those things. And you got a nice little break in the weather as well. Oh, yeah. You actually came when it's not going crazy. Well, we've been joking around that um, we've been bringing the uh, New England weather everywhere we go yeah. because it's been raining <laughs> everywhere. Dang. Or snowing in places that we didn't think snow happened. So, yeah, we didn't think snow happened here either. <laughs> and then, and then yeah, here we, we are. So often. I know, I know that we all know who we are. Oh, yeah, but, that's true. But Duh. we we should let everybody in on who we have in our studio because this is special. Jake, you want to take the lead on that? <laughs> I can try. Um, <laughs> who are? Do you know who you do are? Do you know? <laughs> and can you tell us who you are? I question it every day. I do too. Yeah. That's good, Jake. Don't um, ever stop. Yeah, but uh, I'm Jake Brownstein. I play in the band Eggy. And um, I'm honored not to just be on this podcast, but to have also been allowed uh, to enter your world of hospitality and mm. crash out here. It's been really, really special. So thank you so much. Right yeah, man. We're, We're super happy to have for real. Yeah. It like <laughs> Mel was at work today and people were like asking her you know, oh, how was the trip to Mexico? And, you know, you guys got stuck at the airport and all that shit. And she was like, yeah, and the band's staying with us. And they're like, what, are you guys gluttons for punishment? <laughs> and she was like, no. like, Well, to be honest, this is like, I think all three of our favorite thing to do. Like, of course, we love concerts. We love the show. But to be able to host the people that give us so much fucking joy and a home-cooked meal, we're already going to eat. You know, so we made a little bit more. We already have a house, so we clean it up. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, this is our favorite thing to do to see you guys be chill and then go fucking slay it. Um, so it's not like, oh, it's a pain in the ass. It's like a privilege yeah. and we're excited to do it. Like, yes, come chill with us. Forget about it. We have this beautiful home. You know what I mean? So you guys can kind of walk around, do your thing. And it's just like, for us, it's 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 amazing. We love it. So thanks for, for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It's, it's, uh, the feeling is mutual where it's, it's awesome getting to play music, um, see a bit of the country and, uh, but it's, it's, and connect with you guys at the shows, but it's even more special to be hanging and just chatting and getting to just right get really inside some deeper conversation than screaming over the house music yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah. you know i i've wondered like when you're playing on the east coast and you're working really hard and spending years honing your craft and then you start traveling around the country is there a difference like in the ways the crowds respond regionally that you've experienced i think um Yes and no. I mean, I, I think that if you're kind of in this community of, you know, you like these types of bands, right. um, I think that there's always going to be people that are expressing gratitude for, for what we do. Um, and, you know, we've had really special shows, you know, all around the country now. But I definitely think that there's... Um, a lot of familiarity for people on the East coast that there's just a lot of bands that are constantly touring around there. Um, and then we get into these pockets of places. I think the first place we felt it was like in West Virginia or in, in South Carolina where, you know, they're like, 
you know, you guys are, we hear all the time, you guys are spoiled in the Northeast. Like you guys have all this music all the mm-hmm. time and we don't get this all the time. And so there, there's sometimes like that greater sense of just like, um, importance for, for, yeah. uh, and, and, and appreciation that we got to come down and, and, and play yeah. our music. And so I think that, um, there's always going to be that type of response from somebody, but sometimes you feel it like on a deeper level from the yeah. whole audience. Like, right. wow, this doesn't, th- this doesn't happen all the time. So yeah. 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 That's kind of totally uh, understand that. And well, yeah, that's how we are out here. The West coast, especially Pacific Northwest. We get very excited when bands from East coast, especially make it out here. Cause it's tough. You're doing it right now. I mean, the distance between the towns that you have to go to it, it's a long haul, especially in the winter. <laughs> yeah, and in a van. So, you know, every three hours you can be good to add an hour between, you know, who knows why it takes so much longer, but it, but it certainly does. Yeah. You, and I, you and I were talking in the kitchen earlier this morning, and, and we were talking a little bit about, like, what it's like to manifest your dream, you know? Yeah. And I was wondering, like, You'd mentioned that you started playing guitar when you were eight years old, mm-hmm. right? And that you always, like, even at your bar mitzvah, you knew this is what you wanted to do. Yeah. Why? What What was that, man? What made that click in you so early and, and know it? Um, well, it's funny because uh, when I was growing up, uh, I grew up, like, right outside New Haven, and, and Yale hockey was, like, a really big program for a lot you know, youth hockey for a lot of people. Um, and so a lot of my earliest friends are, you know, we're all hockey players and I really wanted to be with that. I mean, it seemed so cool. And, and so for my eighth birthday, um, uh, my parents were basically like, it's, you know, between starting hockey or playing guitar, and um, it's funny because I would have been, my guess is a really, really mediocre hockey player. So, um, I, you know, it was, I think it's a deep thing for an eight year old to have the perspective on. But I was like, you know, music, I feel like I can end up having a part of my life. And maybe it's because my dad played and was seeing how it, w- it was still such a big part of his life. Um, but I was like, this is something I can do forever. So I'm going to go the forever route. Mm. Oh, shit. Um, that is deep for an eight year old yeah. to think about forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, maybe I was deeper when I was eight years old. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just been something that I've been drawn to. I think it's so cool to be able to have such tangible um, ways to see progress. You know, mm. I think that sometimes it's only like when you look back to see like how far you've come within yeah. certain things. Um, but when you're learning an instrument, you could have those like little glimpses of, well, I know I couldn't, have, I couldn't do that even this morning and I just kept working on it. And I think it's just really important to have something in your life that you can just track like growth in such like a tangible way. And um, I think that's like such an inspiring thing wow. to be able to do. And I think that I just became really drawn to just, you know, music as, you know, I always loved music. My dad, you know, as I, as I mentioned, was playing guitar and stuff. 
And was with, he in a band or he just was a, pl- a he was player? a songwriter. Okay. Um, he always had like a home studio in the basement. And it, it was funny because it used to be like him getting gear for himself. And then when he wanted to start getting more gear, he had me to be like, oh, it's for, J-, you know, it's for Jake, <laughs> um, um, which I certainly I mean, he yeah. he's always encouraged me when I was nine years old. Um, you know, he encouraged me to to record my first song on like his, you know, eight track digital recorder and um and it it came time for like the solo section and i'm like i don't know how to take a solo and he's like well just go for it and so i think that there's always just been an encouragement and support to be able to do it and i think that that's just such like a special world to live in is like this is something that brings me joy it's something that has made me feel more connected with my dad. And um, so that's so cool. I think it's the, you know, you never felt pressure f- about it. Like it was always just more like open, no, like you better play or, you know, it, it didn't feel that way to you. No, I, you know, and, and I, I've tried to teach guitar over the years and, you know, I think one of my shortcomings as a guitar teacher is that I never had to deal with the like, you got to practice today. You got to get your 15 minutes or you know, for, I was falling asleep with my guitar in my bed. You know, I was wow. so in love with wow. playing music That's that so cool. it's hard. It's hard for me to understand the like, I'm always like, so why are you here then? If you don't, if you don't want to do it. Um, and that's, you know, there's a lot of people that have actually been able to grow past that and really f- fall in love with music and have a deep connection. So I always have to check myself to be like, Maybe they don't understand now, but maybe it's something that they can really um, fall in love with at some point. But was it for you? Was it like was the goal to be able to get out what you were feeling or was it like more to master like the mechanic of it? I think it was always, um, you know, my because my dad was a songwriter. There was always that perspective of playing. Um just curiosity and Mm -hmm. trial and error and just seeing what comes out of you. And so I think that I've, I've only become better at guitar from just doing it, but I don't think that my goal has ever been to be a great guitar player. Mm -hmm. I think I've always just been connected to, as you mentioned, being able to find, find your voice. Yeah. Um, just see, where things go by, by trying new things. And, you know, to this day, I'll, I'll, if I'm feeling like I'm in a rut or something, I'll be like, well, try and put your fingers in places that you feel like they've not, haven't gone before and just see, even if it's just a few notes that come out in a, in an order that you feel like you haven't done, um, that could spark a whole new chapter of, of how you approach music. Wow. So I've, I've, I got into the more technical stuff okay. definitely later on. Um, I kind of, I had like a couple of lessons early on in, in playing guitar and it was just too much too fast. I, I, I saw how it could become that thing where it's like, oh, I feel like I'm doing this because I have to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, probably the first five or six years of playing guitar, I was self-taught, um, you know, aside from jamming with my dad and stuff. And then I kind of reach this level of like, all right, I feel like I've acquired as much knowledge as I know how to find on my own. And that's when I 
that's when I felt excited to take lessons because I felt like I've, I've fallen in love with this. Now I know why this is going to be beneficial, mm. you know, and there's arguments for both sides of yeah. it. You right. know, there, there, there's things that, you know, when I'm trying to learn something more on the side of theory, it's like, Oh, this is some stuff that people learn right in the very beginning. Um, and that's really cool too. Um, and sometimes it's harder being like, Oh, my fingers are, and my brain are moving faster than I'm reading this notated music or something. But, uh, but I'm happy with how the journey has been going so far. So now how, how about the transition? Because we're listening to you playing the lap still. Was it, was that, do you jump in and self-taught or was that through lessons? So or? for, so with the pedal steel, I, that was like my, uh, quarantine solution to having way too much time okay. on my hands and it's good a way to, good way to deal with it hey i i it's, Very productive. it's yeah it's something that i've always wanted to do and kind of figured if there's going to be time to start learning a new instrument it's going to be when i'm home every single day and uh i thought that there was going to be a lot more of like a connection between guitar and and pedal steel, I thought yeah. there was going to be like a huge overlap. Pretty much non-existent. Really, I mean, it's like starting from ground zero. It's it's from ground zero, which I thought was really cool because I was like, this is an opportunity to maybe some of those things that, you know, if I started guitar as an adult, maybe I would go through it in a different sort of right. way. And and uh, you know, I tried to implement some of that stuff, like practicing to a metronome, or you know right off the right off the gate and um right out the gate and uh i i, I downloaded some videos I, I i paid like 30 dollars a month a few months for somebody that teaches pedal okay. steel online there's not like too many players in connecticut and then i actually found this guy who um ended up selling me the pedal steel that i have now and he's like big on the steel guitar forums which is Side note, a hilarious place in the universe to, to exist because, because, <laughs> you know, with guitar, it's like, oh, I want to learn this song. I'm going to go online and learn this tablature or whatever. Um, I saw somebody said that they had uh, sheet music to like uh, uh, Tales Old as Time, Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, oh, that would be really cool to learn on pedal steel. So I reached out and he was like, PayPal me, you know, a dollar for postage. And it's like, this guy literally sent me a physical piece of paper. And, and that's just not, you know, now it's just like, I'll just email you or, or here's a link or whatever. And they're just, the pedal steel community is still very much like analog. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, you know, and everyone's down to pick up the phone. I feel like there's this, um, you know, it's, it's, a really cool community because I think that there's this fear that it's like an instrument that's not going to travel the distance because a okay. lot of the players are older. Yeah. So people are so gracious with their their knowledge. That's how I wow. feel about the bluegrass community. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. It's like a it's like a generation. Let's pass this on yeah. to the next generation. Let's keep it going. Whereas guitar can be a little bit like, don't look at my hands, you know, yeah. like a like, you know, wow. dime a dozen type thing. <laughs> Much more competitive. And you know, so to answer your question, it, it was a lot of um so so the guy that I met in, you know, 15, 25 minutes down the road from me, I took a couple lessons with him. Um 
just to kind of check in and see if I was on the, I wanted to like have good technique right, right off yeah. the bat. Yeah, start right. But, uh, you know, kind of like how I always end up doing it with music. I just get into like this, I find something on my own and I kind of just start going that direction. I try and be super disciplined about, I'm going to, you know, practice this specific thing, but my ear just seems to wander and, and that that's just what I end up doing. So for better or for worse, I, I end up just being like, I'm, I guess I'm kind of just teaching myself, even though there's this wealth of information out there. I remember yeah. reading a interview with Garcia years ago and he said that like his playing with banjo, he, he felt like he was fluid. He felt like with the guitar, he could express himself. He said the pedal steel was the hardest thing he ever did. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I mean, I'm I'm not a pilot. I've never flown a spaceship, but to me, that's like the musical equivalent of, you know, flying a spaceship. There's there's uh, five knee levers. There's four pedals on the ground. You're like, you know, kind <laughs> of awkward. Yeah, one one of your ankles is going to the left while your knee is going to the right, and there's all this oh, wow. there's all this stuff that's going on, and it's interesting because. I've never like noticed anything that will rile up a pedal steel player more than bringing up Jerry Garcia because he was a very unconventional player. Right. Um, which, you know, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. I mean, <laughs> I love Jerry Garcia. I'm already in on that. So when I hear his pedal steel playing, I'm like, man, this is amazing. Right. You know, the once I started playing steel and then I heard Dire Wolf again, I was like, this is one of the best pedal steel moments in history and um but for like a classic pedal steel player it, it will get a rise out of some <laughs> of them being like he's not you know he's not a traditional player like it it's not actually how the instrument is meant to be played and i think jerry would be the first one to have admit i Probably. mean he did i mean that's why uh you know he hung up his hat with new riders because he was like I'm I'm practicing on stage. That's not what you guys need, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a it's a challenging instrument. That's so, so cool to yeah. be, to be able to like. Uh, obviously, COVID was no fun, but to take that and turn that into that that is really like chicken soup out of chicken shit for sure. I like well, the soup more for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't. Are you scared to learn? Like. To, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like you have an easy time learning because I know, like, I'll just put myself, for example, I don't like to do that for some reason. There's, like, this certain thing, especially with music. I never did music, but that banjo upstairs is mine. And I, once I started to, like, learn to play anything, just a note or anything, I was freaking hooked. But, like, even to get there was, like, scary for me to think, like, oh, it's, like, this whole new thing that you've got to get over and it's not that like that for everything but it definitely was like that for music but for you it just seems like oh well I'll just try this or with my guitar my dad I learned it on my own have you always been like that about like just learning and well you know people say like uh like I'm a selective you know I have selective hearing um <laughs> yeah. I have selective learning okay you know which yeah. for better you know I the things that I really like and and maybe I'm boxing myself out of of learning things that I actually would really yeah. love, um, but I, I don't think I've ever had fear for you know. Also during um, during quarantine, I started doing like embroidery and stuff, um, and just like making like cool patches and stuff like that. And anything that I feel like 
is going to be fun for me yeah. and something that is already an interest in some way, um, I'll dive right into. You're not scared and to try. No, I, I think that the most beautiful thing, especially with pedal steel, you know, with guitar, it's like, okay, now at this point in my life, I've been playing, you know, 21 years. It's a little bit harder sometimes for me to get out of my own head of like, well, what is somebody that's been playing music for 21 years? What's that supposed to sound like? I'm on Instagram. I'm seeing, you know, 10 year old kids that are playing circles around me. Um, And with pedal steel, there was like this really refreshing moment of being like, I am a beginner. Like I can, I can actually share this process with people and, and, and kind of like, get rid of some of that like expectation of what people think I should be doing at that point. It's like, Hey, you know, whatever I'm able to obtain in this amount of time feels really cool to me, you know? And And it sounds dope. Sharing the process too. That's, that's huge. Like, again, I'm not too much of a sharer of that stuff like that. Like, What, like brand new stuff coming out the gate. You've been on Instagram with your banjo. Well, that was through encouragement from actually listeners that <clears throat> knew that I had gotten the banjo. And I was like, well, I kind of owe it to, they are, everybody knows that it's here and that I'm practicing. So yes, but I don't know that I would have done that with, without yeah. the yeah. encouragement. You know what I mean? It's like, scary. It's scary to learn in front of people. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York. A podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, you know, and I think that uh, just by the nature of being in a band that likes to improvise, uh, mm. it's important to never lose the value of that vulnerability. I think that's what us as listeners are most attracted yes. to in our kind of music is that we're, we finally reach this point in the night where nobody knows, the band doesn't know, the listener doesn't know what's going to happen. Uh, there's times you don't even know if it's going to work out. And getting there together, wherever there is, is like a really special thing. Yes, it is. And so I've tried to be mindful of like, what other parts of my life can I share that same vulnerability? Oh, wow. You know, and, and knowing that nobody knows how anything is supposed to be or how things are supposed to work out or whatever. And, and all you can do is kind of just trust the way that you feel in your heart and, and, and know that everyone is going through a somewhat similar experience of, of something, of, yeah. of something. And, you know, there's so much that can be gained by just being open with, with people and showing up. One of the biggest things in life is just show up. Totally. Uh, we stayed at uh, Jay Blakesburg's house uh, during a day off, um, which we were very fortunate to be able to do. That's literally such a cool thing to be able to say that. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but he, he actually said that same thing of just being like, uh, you know, he's like, for what I do, it's important that I just show up. I mean, I'm not going to be able to take there's going to be no pictures for me at that show if I don't go and take mm. pictures at that show. Yeah. And um, 
Wow. You know, I think that that's the case. Donnie and I talk about it all the time with songwriting where, um, you know, I believe in the muse. I believe in the great thing that channels down to you. But, you know, that guy might have your phone number, but you got to you got to call the muse too. That's you got to right. pick up the phone. You got to meet them in the middle. And, and sometimes you're meeting them more than halfway and just through repetition and, and taking the shot and making yourself available and showing up there, that's when something special can happen. But if you're just always hoping that something calls on to you, a lot of times when something calls on to me, I'm not even in a good place. Like I'm, I'm in my car. I'm, I'm in the super, you know, it's like I'm (laughs) taking out my phone and like singing into my phone, like a little voice memo or whatever, (laughs) you know, sometimes when I get that great source of inspiration I'm not even in a place where I can always channel it so to be able to make the time for inspiration Mm. I feel like is is important because at least that way you have some sort of um, opportunity to do something with it but you even being able to say that shows a a certain level of understanding yeah like to know when that thing is talking even is a is a a skill like playing pedal steel. You know what I'm saying? Because that, whatever that is, I don't know what the hell that is, but whatever that is, I think is talking to us a lot of the time and we're like busy. You know what I mean? And, and to be able to recognize those moments and have the presence of mind to pick up your phone Mm -hmm. and put it in a voice memo is, is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And having the discipline to open that up, which is something that I don't always, you know, I'll, like I'll, I'll go like once a year and, and like be like, Oh wow, that was a really good idea. Or, or sometimes I'll like have my phone and I'll record like something that I'm playing and then like forget about it and look six months later and being like, Oh dude, like you didn't even take a video of your hands and you were in some like weird tuning. And so even though you can hear this, it's like going to be, you know, maybe even harder to, to find out how to do it again. How are you ever going to find that again? But I think, you know, you and I were talking about it a little bit earlier, but I think the greatest gift that anybody can have, not, not just in music and art, but just in life is, is belief. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that you make yourself much more available to possibility when you, have belief that it that it's hey this is worth me taking 20 minutes and mm. seeing where this goes um this one you know melody that is in my head or this this two word phrase that for whatever reason just keeps coming back to me or whatever that it's it's worth pursuing and seeing if something comes out of it and and like we also mentioned earlier i think that it's easier to keep believing the more times that you're allowing yourself to make something of those things, you know, that, that, that the more that you take that two word phrase and say, Hey, now I got, now I got a full stanza or I've got a full song or whatever it, you get more opportunities to, when that inspiration strikes to be like, Hey, this is, this is important. This is worthy of, of seeing through. And, you know, I think it all starts with, um, you know, not being afraid that it's not, not worth the time, Yeah. you know, um, or, or trying to already see what you're going to get out of it. I think the the best thing is just having the experience and, and living in that world that 
this small insignificant thing matters right for this very moment and even if that's the only time that it matters it lasts only an hour but it was like a joyful experience in your life um then it, then it, then I think it is worth it on on some level. Jake, you know? that's some heavy ass shit right there. <laughs> like, yeah. I, no, I mean it. Yeah. Like, it's funny and not at the same time because like, th- there's people get caught up in their web of themselves of oh, yeah. their comfort of stuff that they were told when they were little of stuff that they think that they can't do. And you said it so clearly, belief, you do have to believe in yourself and then you not, it's not stopping there. It's like, and then come with me to what do I believe? Like, let's go down that path. And I, I know for myself that I've definitely ignored that so much in my life, in my creative side, not all the time, every time, but a lot in my creative side and which has prompted unsourced fear meaning like I don't know where it's coming from. It's not necessarily from my childhood or something someone told me, but it's there nonetheless. And I really feel like it's um, you, you explaining that is really making me realize like it's you not taking those small chances on yourself of, yeah, like you said, in Mexico, so silly, but not at the same time, sobre la mesa. Over and over. I over thought that when he said that a minute ago. I was thinking yeah, it right yeah. now. Over and over and over. I kept thinking of it. For no reason, on the table. clearly. And throughout our entire Fish Mexico thing, every time I would walk down the hallway, sobre la mesa, and I was like, why am I thinking that? But that's, it's just, that's one silly example because it's current, but I've done that so much. And like you, I've I've done like voice memos or like little things and then gone back to them like, what the hell was this? What, what was I even thinking? But <laughs> but not taking the time. And, and were you taking it one step further? Like, okay, well, I'm going to open this up and for, oh, I don't know, 5, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, however long it takes, let me see it through. And so there's really no question. I just want to say thank you for digging into that a little bit more because that really is kind of helping me to um, put things into perspective. Well, I think too, like part of what he's talking about with belief stuff is like, you don't have to believe the whole thing from the beginning. It's like, I, I, I don't necessarily believe I've made it all the way. I believe that I can take the steps necessary to get there. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be grand. It can be one section of the dream at a time. And having the belief to make it through that and to the next. I know that I believe in myself that I can take the steps to get where I need to be. Well, And, and, and constantly go. putting yourself in an um, artistic frame of mind, you know, where you're constantly, you're practicing, you're writing, you're doing things that are creative. And so that voice, the muse voice, and then your phone call to the muse, that's... Um, it's it's happening more often because you're allowing it you're giving it the space and the time and so i think that um that's one of the things that i guess i'll take away from our conversation not that it's over but just like making that space for those little things because you're so right like there's so you know there's so many things that i that i haven't let unfold all the way and that could be really amazing and you're just you're just um kind of like Making the wheels turn. Yeah, you're making the my wheels turn. I just want to say thank you for well, that. I, well, I appreciate that. And, you know, I think that um, you guys, just by having this podcast and 
doing everything that you've done and being able to speak to you guys at Peach and and you guys putting your platform out there and making it available to people and and everything is definitely a testament that you guys all have that that belief somewhere and I think that we can all take something away from that of just trying to take something that's a passion and that's important to you and just putting that out there for people and in a lot of ways you know we're we're recording a new album right now and I think that in the past certain songs that felt really good in the moment didn't get recorded in the studio or something like that we didn't we didn't make the time for it because we were investing a little bit too much time in like is this the one? Cause we have like a catalog of, you know, about 80 songs that only 10 of them have been recorded or, oh, wow. tw- or 12 of them have been recorded in the studio. So some of them have already had a life of their own on the stage. And, and, um, and so trying to pick from that pile, there are songs that should have been recorded a long time ago that we kind of were investing too much thought into, what it's supposed to mean, what the outcome of it is supposed to be. Mm. And right now with this, with this new album, um, which a lot of it is, is actually songs that haven't been performed live, which, which is funny because we should, we should make do on the backlog. <laughs> of things. Um, but we, we kind of told ourselves like, it's not up for us to decide what stands the test of what's timeless, what, what is going to be, hitting people in such a, all we can do is capture a moment in time Mm -hmm. and, and one, you know, and I feel the same way about a show where you want to be present in the moment. You want to give your heart to the experience. Um, but once that show is done and I think the grateful dead have done a very good job of kind of creating that platform for people where it's like, now it's in your hands, you know, now, now it's the fans that are deciding what the most special experience was. And, 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 What's so cool about it is that we could have four people in a room right here and all touch on a different moment, even during the same show mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, you loved that. Well, I, I loved this part. And and so I think that's just some mentality that I'm trying to carry into the rest of my life, whether it's in the studio or performing live or, you know, having some conversation with people where you know, all we can do is make ourselves available to the moment and, mm-hmm. and try and follow it through without placing some sort of expectation of how it's supposed to resonate, whether how it's supposed to resonate in my life or your life or or in the greater sense of the world or whatever. Just be like, well, I was in it when it happened. And yeah. and, and I took I took value in, in sharing in that moment. And, you know, this song felt really good to perform right now and I hope that I always look back and I always say oh I could you know I mean you want change you want growth totally so the cost of change or growth is that you know you're going to have some moment of hindsight of being like Mm. wow I would have done that differently yeah (laughs) and you know sometimes I can I can try and already put my mind in that future place of like looking back at something that I'm like haven't even done yet, you know, and, and you and I have played yeah. the same shit. And, and, and future yeah. memory. Yeah. Future memory. And it'll, it, it's just going to make you stop. I think, yeah. you know, I, at I least agree. for me. So, so I've just tried, you know, and the band as a whole has just tried to kind of just 
trust our intuition a little bit more of just like this feels really good right now and nothing is going to feel better than what is feeling important to us in this mm. moment and there's going to be a lot more moments i mean totally. I, I see it in the in your faces like especially recently the, in the videos you guys have been putting out like the the joy that you guys have on stage is clear it's yeah. present it's it's a thing you can see what's going on and and that's not easy that's not a <coughs> you don't see that all the time and it's not you easy know? to maintain even even when the music's great yeah you know what i'm saying that sometimes you don't that's not something that's there too and i think that that's something special that you guys have and i <laughs> we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier it has to do with the relationship that you guys share as as a brotherhood of band members you know um but I think that's part of what the fans are picking up on too, yeah. is that joy. That that's one of my favorite things. It's it's see any band, seeing a band on stage, seeing a band member like get excited and get off on another band yeah. member or what they're doing. Yeah. When you catch that look between two people in a band or the whole band of them being like 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 holy shit bro and then you jump on it and it's like capturing those moments that were just made right there like you said the band doesn't know nobody knows what's going to happen yeah and when you see those moments live it's like fuck and yeah, I think, that's the I, moment that's like fuck yeah i think it's a like i said it's a testament to your guys's relationship and i also i think that it's a byproduct of your mindset yeah you really have a a very astute mindset for what you're doing because th you know it's not easy. You're doing it. Shit's hard. You know, travel, the constant um, energy that you got to put out, whether you want to or not, you know. And so for physically, of course, you have to be on top of it. But mentally is so important. And what that mental aspect how do you how do you keep that sharp? How do you keep that healthy? How do you keep that strong? Um, well, I think certainly, you know, what you were touching upon, Aaron, is that it's 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 definitely being able to be doing this with people I love. Yeah. Um, that has been a huge source of comfort and joy, and knowing that you have people that are there to support you and root you on. And, um, you know, as we mentioned earlier, being able to look, you know, to share this moment on stage with somebody that you've shared all of your hopes and dreams with yeah. to, to have gone, uh, you know, after a show and you're up at three or four in the morning together, looking up at the stars and, and, and talking about how badly you want that for yourself to, to be on that stage, to make people feel the way that you felt that night and to have been able to have the privilege of growing together to actually be able to reach these points in our in our life where it's dude we're doing that right now like that that's us <laughs> you know that you know is is super special and then something that you know we talked about earlier as well was like you know i had this during our fall tour i had this kind of revelation of like i i love i love learning i love the the process of trying to raise this band up from from you know the bottom and 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 
try and see what we can make of it. And, and there's a lot of things that go into it that keep you kind of, you know, we're also all, you know, either in our thirties or approaching our thirties and I'm, I'm engaged. I'm, I, you know, I have a lot of personal goals in my life as far as stability and all these things that are, are driving my train to say, let's keep going. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep moving forward. And I kind of had to check in with myself this last fall tour about halfway through. Once we, once we hit Colorado, um, we were about to go on a big, uh, you know, we were going to do three nights. We're going to headline our first show in Denver. And there was some buzz that it was tickets were doing really well and we're going to sell out and everything. And, you know, we've been playing some awesome festivals and all these things this past year and just a lot of like really amazing moments that we're getting to share together, but can sometimes feel this pressure of what it's supposed to mean or, or what it's going to manifest into. Well, if we're on this stage, I mean, I would have never have known when we played the Grove stage at Peach Fest two years ago that we would have been opening up one of the days on the main stage the next year and, right. and playing two sets. And, and so trying to imagine how it all works out, it, you know, and I want to always have the drive. I want to always have the passion, but I had to check in with myself before this run and be like, I don't want to look back at somebody who is only looking forward. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, re- I want to have, when I think about something, I want to remember how I felt on the stage. I want to remember you know, how, how that, how it, you know, how it felt writing that song or, or that drive after the show. And if I only, if I'm only ever thinking about the future, then when I think about, you know, when I go back into my memories, it's like somebody that wasn't even there. Yeah. You're not present, you know? And, and I think that it could be a really special thing to have drive and, 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 you know, to want to see all of these goals because I think goals are, you know, and, and having manifestations all starts with, with having a vision and having a goal and, and there's nothing wrong with having some type of intended outcome. But I think all you can do is ask the universe for the things that you want and just hope that it comes, you know, back to you at some point in some way you can't control how it actually happens you can ask for it but you can't you know you got to be you got to be cool with however it works out you don't know how it's going to show up if it's going to be in a box if it's going to be on a train if it's going to show up (laughs) in your house one day like you have no idea how the things like you said ask for evolve or show up in your life and that's the that's the part of life that's dope it it's 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 the thing that keeps you interested and and you know, keeps relationships fresh and exciting and, and, and allows you to look deeper into yourself and, and, and into your relationships and the people that you love. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, also it would be foolish for me not to mention, I mean, I, I've been with Katie, my fiance, um, for almost nine, nine years now this month in, in March. Um, and I appreciate that. And, and she is, She's the fifth band member. She's my, not just my biggest supporter, but just the biggest supporter of all of us and, and has gone through, you know, we lived together in an apartment. And then when I had to quit my full-time job, she moved into my parents' house with me for a year, 
now she's been living at the band house and I mean she's willing to go all the way clearly she and and she is my hero I mean she has so much drive so much focus she has such a positive attitude for and and just selflessness in her life and just being able to have somebody that I'm so um, inspired by on a daily basis is is something that it's like if this person that I think is like a superhero, like this badass woman who is just got it so right, you know, um, believes in me, I'd be foolish not to believe in, in myself. I, I know, you know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly that's, what you're talking that's about. That's rad, yeah. Jake, because, you know, when you think of a musician, it's, you know, maybe people know or don't know, but that life is hard because you're you're transient for so much of it. So that doesn't necessarily mean stability. And so having a relationship, when you're in a relationship, I think that both partners would like stability if you're in a monogamous relationship, you know? And so to have somebody who's understanding, but not just that, like you were saying, like inspiring, supportive, and, you know, all these things driven and focused, that is something that could propel you to the moon. I I think that, you know, I've, I've been blessed in my life. I've had, you know, lifelong friendships. I've had incredibly supportive parents and, and grandparents and, um, you know, just amazing people around me. And, you know, to have Katie in my as my partner in life, yeah. um, I mean, has been the greatest joy ever. And, and it really makes me want to, it's a sacrifice to be away from home, to be away from her. Sure. We, we're, you know, we're getting married at the end of the year. We have a lot of life goals and things that we're excited to share together. Mm-hmm. And so to take for granted this opportunity that I have right now yeah. to, to be playing music and doing what I love, you know, is is doing a disservice to the life I'm trying to create with somebody. It's not fair. You totally. know, it, it it and so I definitely think that that's had a huge impact on me trying to, you know, constantly check in with myself and check in with her and and just make sure that that you know it's just taking stock in in things that you should be grateful for and and appreciative of and and it makes it a lot easier to just enjoy those moments because 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 you are being grateful yeah like it it feels like thinking about when you're away from home you know you made your bed you know your gas tank is filled you've got you packed properly all those extra little worries just kind of melt away and so that gratitude that you're talking about that takes away any of like that emotional kind of the ties that might be loose you know when you're super appreciating everything you can go on the road with a clean conscience because you know you're not taking stuff for granted you know you're being grateful and so it takes that weight off for you to be even lighter and freer on stage yep yeah and i and i have i mean i have taken it for granted we all you know i've I've, yeah i've i've really you know a lot of what i'm talking about now it's it's a daily practice to be able to you know i'm saying it out loud to you guys as much as i'm saying it out loud to myself to be able to keep perspective over over the values that are important to me because 
you know, because we can all say that we don't want expectation, but we all have them, we do. you know, and, and it's hard not to, and you know, there's, there's so many things that when you care about something so deeply, it's hard to separate yourself from how things actually come to pass. And so, you know, I feel like there's definitely been moments where I've even seen people in my band be able to come out of something so refreshed, so revitalized, so appreciative, where maybe I got in my own way, you know, and, you know, I'll listen back to some recording and be like, was it really that, you know, it was pretty good, you know, like (laughs) why why was I beating myself up over it or, or whatever. And, and, you know, that one note that you just lasted a second, but you decided to carry with carry it with you for 45 more minutes in the set or whatever and so a lot of it you know we've been doing it for long enough where it's just it's it's trial by fire it's it's coming home and and feeling like well I didn't just leave the love of my life for three weeks four weeks five weeks to come home feeling like this because also it's important that we're constantly growing together and and giving energy to one another and and i know that her joy is my joy and also my joy is her joy and so to to be in a place of you know her supporting me when i'm not even supporting myself and and Ooh. and living in the moment and and being appreciative of opportunities that we've really really been fortunate to have um being able to talk with you guys and for you guys to even care what I have to say, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a testament to, um, that something special is going on right Absolutely. now because I really oh, value yeah. your yes. guys' time and Us I, and too, I, man. and I, you know, you guys are just unbelievably supportive and kind and reflective. And I can tell that you guys all are very passionate about what you do. And so to, to speak with me, I want to, I want to, I want to, take stock in something like that as it's happening rather rather yeah. than hope because life goes by fast and, so and yeah. tell you me know? about it dude and there's always going to be that like i think that's just life the push and pull between what you know you should be doing and what you're doing and and the right and the wrong and getting in our own way and not it's a constant <clears throat> push and pull between those two things inside of ourselves and it doesn't ever end and it's just like you said I, earlier, I think it's just finding that balance and, and learning to like pedal the bike. It, it, it reminds me of like driving a, a manual, you know, <laughs> like when you can do those transitions real smooth. But when you first start out, you're really clunky, Turkey you know, jerky. next thing you know, you're driving and it feels just like an automatic car. You're not you can't feel those bumps, you know. Totally. So when um, when's the album going to be done? So we're going out. um we're recording it in April with uh, James Petrali from White Denim. Oh, he's he's uh, you know, the songwriter of that band, and and uh, we've all been huge, huge fans of him for years and his music. And you know, there is a power in connecting with people online and stuff. And and you know, kind of just reached out to him on Instagram and took our shot with, you know, we, we had sent him some demos of things that we were working on just just to be like, Hey, how do you feel about this? And he had like a really positive response. So we kind of, I was like, you know, I remember we were sitting, um, and getting like barbecue somewhere on our way down to Florida. And, you know, I'm like, 
I'm going to just say to this guy, like, hey, it would be foolish not to say that it's a dream. It would be a dream come true to collaborate with you someday. And he was like super enthusiastic about it. And so um, so a few of us went down um, a few weeks ago and and spent about a week out there to kind of just get a feel for what it would be like. And then we're going to spend three weeks in April, which is the only I mean, we've never we've never done something that's through such an extensive period of time we've always dreamed of being able to record an album where it's like, Hey, it's hard to actually live in the moment when you schedule two days to record and then you're off for a month and then you're trying to get back in that headspace a month later, just, just to be doing it for three days or something. And so you're, it's hard not to keep coming back with new perspective because you are actually returning to this thing that you've been doing something else. And so to be able to live in that world for three weeks is going to wow. be really exciting. And, yeah. and so that's happening in April. And then, uh, you know, whenever it comes out, you know, okay. um, hope, hoping that it's towards the end of this year. Um, but I know that I've gone on record before saying Don't. that something is going to happen. <laughs> and then it doesn't, and then it doesn't like, happen. So, yeah. You guys are making an album and it's coming and out be sometime. Out. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, millennia for well we're super stoked yeah, about Jake. seeing you tonight we're so excited so freaking excited i was at work like yes you know getting ready for it and just thank you thank you for yeah, your man. insights today thank you for thank you for being part of such a brotherhood of men that are doing something really incredible you guys re- it's not just the music it's what you guys have together yep. and we see it and i just want to acknowledge that because we love your music, but it's not just your music that we love. Yeah, it was it was you guys first. Like the music, we, so we met you through the music, but then when we met you guys, we were like, oh, these these guys are part of it. And I also want to <laughs> say a shout out to Katie for keeping the home fires burning and, and taking care of her man while he's away from the road too. Shout out, girl. Good I'll, job. I'll just re- reiterate what I said before you guys left, is that thank you for letting us get to know you and spend personal yeah. time with you and get to know you on it's a privilege. another level. Where it makes it makes it funner to to root for you guys like going oh, yeah. to see you tonight well <laughs> seeing you up there and being like yeah we were having coffee this morning right <laughs> that's well, my buddy ripping up there we really do feel the same way and and i think that uh you know it's a mirror we 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 feel we feel the love that you guys have to give and and i have no problem saying that you know a lot of people that want to talk to us on this type of platform um you know, don't go to the places that I know that you guys have gone, not just with us, but also, you know, other podcasts that I've heard you guys do. And you guys are just unbelievable people that you guys are lovers of music, but you also are lovers of, of human connection yeah, yeah. and, and trying to get on a more personal level with people. Yeah. And I think that that's something that if we can all carry that into everything that we do in our lives is that, you know, all we have is each other and, and anywhere that we're going to go, we're going to go there together. So it's a beautiful thing. And I'm honored yeah. to share that with you guys. Thanks, Love Jake. you, man. Jake. Hey, everybody. Um, if you don't already do it, go, go listen to Eggy. Follow Eggy. Follow listen to Eggy. Download go. their stuff and like buy the merch when you go see them. <laughs> buy the ticket early. Right. So and like, I always come into the show and all that stuff. Do all the things. Shit ain't easy, man. And it's tiring and it's hard and it's fun. 
and they're doing it because they love you and they love the music. So yeah. give, it, give it to and them. Go back. check out those live performances that are constantly growing on YouTube. All right. We good? Yeah. All right. Good. Thank you, guys. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks Relics. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.